This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Thursday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The Senate has officially begun its floor consideration of a massive coronavirus relief measure. The House passed its version of the bill over the weekend, but the legislation has been met with some changes in the Senate, including tweaks to the income threshold for direct $1,400 payments to U.S. citizens. The bill also includes support for minority farmers. There's more on the legislation on agripulse.com. A House-passed farm labor effort has been reintroduced. The Farm Workforce Modernization Act passed the House in 2019, but failed to gain traction in the Senate. California Democrat Zoe Lofgren and Washington Republican Dan Newhouse dropped the bill again this week for consideration in the new Congress. House Ag Committee Chair David Scott has already thrown his support behind the measure. He says the bill would provide certainty to farmers and farm workers. Many ag groups have pushed for ag labor reform for years, including the National Pork Producers Council. Jen Sorensen is the group's newly elected president. She says the industry needs a stable workforce. Existing visa programs are designed for seasonal agriculture, and that is not a good fit for the U.S. pork sector, where the work is full-time, year-round. NPPC seeks a visa system reform that establishes a legal and productive workforce without placing an undue burden on employers. The bill faces an uncertain future given the 50-50 split in the Senate and the tight party margins in the House. Only 34 Republicans voted in favor of the bill in the 2019 House vote. An ag input leader says collaboration will be key in addressing future challenges. AgriPulse's Ben Nully has more. A major seed company says more needs to be done to help mitigate climate change than just investing in research and development. Speaking at Commodity Classics, Syngenta North America Regional Director Justin Wolf says everyone will have to work together. I don't believe we'll be able to solve all the problems we need to solve with the go-it-alone approach, right? I mean, I think the days of just you invest a billion and a half in R&D and it's all in-house and it's all done that way won't solve all the problems we've been talking about with respect to climate change and meeting the needs of the farmers in the future. So so there's no question that partnerships and collaboration are going to be essential, I think, in the future. Wolf says technology can help. You know, if I think about just crop protection first, you know, there's a very specific example of partnership there. We have the partnership within Silico Medicine, right, which is how do we how do we partner and bring, uh, bring artificial intelligence to be able to find, you know, new, new pesticides that are better for the environment and more concentrated and, and, and meet the needs of farmers. He says artificial intelligence will be critical both in crop protection and seeds to help speed up ways products are being brought to the market along with being environmentally friendly. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Finally today, it's no secret that climate legislation is on the agenda for many in agriculture, but regional wrinkles to the issue are a major hurdle that will need to be addressed. Chandler Gould is the CEO of the National Association of Wheat Growers. While cover crops may be a great way to address carbon sequestration, he says the practice won't work for many wheat producers. We've got some areas where we grow wheat where it's in a constant rotation with corn and soy. It makes for an excellent balance there. But the further west you move, uh, some places out in our specific northwest, wheat is the only thing you can grow and sometimes planting a cover crop competes for the moisture that we need for uh, the wheat for the following year. He says NOG wants Congress and the administration to keep that in mind as policy is developed. As these two um, groups, the administration and the legislation, continue to move forward for what they want to do for carbon and climate, 
we need to make sure that they understand that there are different climate and different uh, uh, demographics that are gonna be needed and taken into consideration in order for wheat to be able to thrive in these programs they come out with. NOG has created a committee to study what the group should recommend on climate policy. Gould said one avenue might be through the development of a new conservation program. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. A recent Farm Bureau poll shows 52% of adults think farmers and ranchers can have a large impact in creating climate solutions. And even more people, 60% of adults, support government-funded research to help agriculture achieve those climate goals. Learn more at fb.org. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.